You are listening to Insights with Kathleen. Please join me while I share my insights and experiences with the hope to inspire you to look inside of yourself for the answers that you already have. As with all information we receive, take what speaks to you and leave the rest. All right, so here we are again. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm, I'm... How you doing? I'm, uh, I'm, uh... I'm doing okay, guys. I'm here. I'm thriving. I'm feeling delicious. Oh, I'm glad that you're here. You're thriving and doing delicious. Thank you. As you should, as we all should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's springtime here in the States, and it's just lovely. It is. And I have a topic today. You do? (laughs) Oh, well, lay it on me, man. I'm just, back. I just pressed the record and I was just like, yep, I'm going to say it. So my topic today, like a question I have is how do you keep your heart open? And I know that's like very broad, I feel like maybe, mm-hmm. but I know for me, I've had certain instances in the past. Why are you laughing? Is this funny to you? <laughs> no. Wow. No, no, Experiencing my bare soul. I, okay. I apologize. <laughs> Well, you know, thank you, Kathleen, for that. I appreciate you. Anyway, (laughs) basically what was happening, though, is I did have, like, friendships and stuff in the past. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would be vulnerable and open. And I don't know. It wouldn't always turn out in my favor or they wouldn't validate my feelings or the friendship wouldn't, you know, always end for the best in my opinion at that point in time so I guess as I'm going to this new university and I'm trying to like be more open with people I actually had someone say to me which was like a beautiful thing that she could deliver to me is that Sherry I feel like you are like open but you're like you have a mini picket fence in front of you so you're active and you're listening and you're involved but you're just like "Eh, I don't know if I can get people that close which was very Mm. very true And uh, as I began in that little journey of that, I'm like, oh, why do I like keep my heart a little closed? And how can I keep it open? Not just in terms of relationship, but just in general. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you for bringing that topic. That's pretty cool um, because having an open heart covers so many things in life. It does, which I didn't know. Yeah. And. And part of having that open heart is also trusting, trusting in oneself. Right. Right. Trusting in, in, I, I guess I want to back up a little bit here. So when you were first opening up on the topic and you were mentioning about how other friends didn't validate you. Right. right? Yeah. So I, I want to make sure we hit upon that just very quickly. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's always nice to have a little validation or affirmation. Right. Right. But I, I think as we build the trust in ourselves. Yeah. Oh, oh that's yeah. a big one that you might have so, to touch upon. Yeah. So as we build on ourselves and we've talked through many a different episodes about self-love, about setting boundaries, about all of these other things. Right. Yeah. And that that's all a part. All of that kind of plays a part in this in right. trusting of oneself. Right. Yes. So as we're building this self-love, as we're building these um, healthy boundaries with ourselves and with others, mm. that helps us to build a trust. Ah, that's a yeah. Which then helps us to also build upon that 
for self-validation. Because, because in this world, some of us may never find anybody to validate us. Right. In fact, it may be quite the opposite. Some of us may be in family situations where the family's really quick to put you down. Right, right. Or to kick you when you're down. Yes. <laughs> you know? Unfortunately, yeah. Yes. So so where do you get that validation? Where do you get that fight, you know, to stand up and say, you know what, damn the rest of you. <laughs> Love you, but damn you. <laughs> you know, um, but just damning the behavior, not necessarily the soul. But, right. Um, but not losing you and building you, right? So when you're coming from those heavier situations, and some of them may be more traumatic, kind of like what we're stating here, and some of them may be a little more subtle, right? where things are just kind of chaotic or um, unpredictable, right? you know? And so that, that shakes our little foundation, and sometimes we don't feel so secure in us. And when we're not feeling secure in ourselves, we're not really feeling secure with those around us and therefore we're not trusting. Right, right. Right. And then we, we are still looking for a level of validation, but because, you know, things are a little shaky until we build that foundation with inside of ourselves and get comfortable with self-validating. Right. You know, it, it could be a very... Um, a very long road to suffering, if you will. Right, right. right? Um, and in order to have an open heart, you, you kind of need all of those things, right? Right. You, you need to kind of <laughs> sort of trust in yourself. Yes. You need to sort of kind of trust in those around you. Right. And then, but the trusting yourself is what's really important because, you know, I have to trust that I have, um, the insight or the intuition into, or the knowing into that, that person is safe for me to open up to. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. That's a very big one. Right. And then our minds could play all kinds of games with us as we're moving forward and, and we're trying to work through feeling safe. Right. Right. This is a really big topic. No, it is. And I think <laughs> for me, when I was, you know, going through like community college and stuff like that, you know, I was definitely still, I'm always working on myself, but I was, you know, in a different space then. And I think for me, the biggest thing was the boundaries piece, right? Mm -hmm. So I had no boundaries with others or with myself. So whenever I would find people, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, they deserve to know the innermost parts of me. And I wouldn't really have that discernment to be like, maybe not this person or maybe. And, you know, then I didn't have that validation within myself as well. Right. Um, because if someone maybe maybe was not giving me like the greatest greatest advice that I need at the moment. I'm like, you know, doubting myself. I'm like, oh no, is this good advice or should I take this? And I'm fighting in myself when I could have just been in my intuition, been like, you know what? I know me well enough to know that this advice doesn't resonate with me, but I didn't have that at the time. Right. And sometimes, you know, and I've said this before, where, where do we learn to have relationships? Our very first right introduction to having a relationship is with our parents yes it is you know when a baby is or, or guardian whomever that may be right when a baby is really little um the baby communicates through cries right right to say hey i'm uncomfortable in some way and then it's up to that caregiver to decipher all right you know what is it that this child needs right and they provide it so the baby's starting to relate there first introduction to relationship i cry somebody comes and cares for me right right oh if i cry loud enough i might actually get fed oh 
I feel really uncomfortable right now and things are wet and moist in places I don't want. Right, right. You know, if I really scream, somebody will come take care of that. And right. like, ah, oh, I feel comfortable now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of like that first part of relating. And then as you grow, um, what experiences have had the caretaker or parent had that's caring for us and teaching us what was their upbringing what kind of levels of trust relationship and open-heartedness do they come with right because that's what's being imposed upon you and that's mm. what our first um exposure to it all right is, right and so i want to say that because like i know for you there there was messaging at home as you were growing up that you need to be this open with everybody. Right. Like everyone deserves every piece of you or you're being selfish if you don't. Right. And and that's not healthy. That's not true. And, right. Um, and you open yourself up for not only just ridicule, but manipulation. Right. And all of these other things that could be harmful. <clears throat> also, because um, trust is a really big part of the the open heart piece right. right yeah and and the boundaries and it's kind of like you can't pull one without the other and they all kind of have this intertwinedness kind of like nature right yeah yeah knocking off the balance of nature right. if you pull out one thing and then the rest of nature has to somehow make up for it right like, like a great example would be that if you get rid of um foxes or if you get rid of coyotes or you know, animal predator animals like that somewhere, then you get overran with deer, you get yes. overran with other animals that these animals would have eaten. Right, right. You know, kind of the po the natural population control, if you will. Yes. Right? That circle of life. Circle. That circle. <laughs> so it's kind of that same thing. So these concepts that we're talking about it kind of is the same thing. You need them all in a in a healthier or healthy kind of way right? right so this podcast is too short to really get into you know all of it but we'll, we'll kind of dive into a little bit of the the open heart trusting piece right and <clears throat> so when we grow our trust in ourselves mm -hmm. right to trust that we do know what's okay for us yes and we build that discernment you know and of course that's after hopefully we've established some decent healthy boundaries right right, right. To say, all right, well, this person is not necessarily in my inner circle. This is more of an acquaintance. So ah. they don't get to know all of my deepest secrets. But I could open my heart to them this much, right? Right. To say, hey, I can still have an open heart towards you, but you don't get to know all of my deepest secrets. Right, right. Right. And having an open heart, to me, it, it's like, it's not judging that other person. Ah, uh, that makes a lot of sense. It's 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 acknowledging that that other person is a um, divine being in and of their own right. Right. They have free will that they're they have the right to exercise. Yes. Whether we agree with all of their choices right, or not, right, right, but that's their experiment, their experience. Yes. And and we can still receive them as a soul with an open heart. That makes a lot of sense. And that other person doesn't define who you are. Ooh, say it again for the people in the back. For the people in the back. That other person doesn't define who you are. That's a big one for me. <laughs> and let's flip that around. You don't get to define who they are. Yeah. What? That does take a lot of pressure off of both parties. Yeah, one would hope, right? 
if only we could all think that way all the time, <laughs> the world would be a better place. Um, but that before I get too far off, the, the trust piece, though, too, um, in all of this is a level of communication. And you, mm. you and I, ha- we've had these conversations, too, where um, as you're building trust with someone, it's, it's really important to be sure that what you are saying to them you really mean. Right, right, right. So like if somebody's asking about your feelings or checking in with your feelings, like, yeah, well, what do you think about blah, 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 blah. And if you're not open and honest. Oh, that's a. Right? Yes. Then you're leading that relationship down a kind of a very crooked kind of path, if you will, which could only eventually at some point end in disaster. Right, you right. You know, a mistrusting disaster. Yes. Because it's when, as we open up our hearts, right, as we're measuring, like, all right, here's this acquaintance coming in. I'm opening my heart to this person. I'm going to receive them in. Oh, I kind of resonate with them. Oh, they seem pretty cool. I kind of want to get to know them a little bit more. They're, they're sharing some of them with me. Okay, well, you know, I can share a little bit of me. And, and we, we play this game or we have this dance where we're going back and forth and we're sharing information and feelings. And the thing is, is we're trusting the other person is being honest and open with us right. about what they're really feeling. Yes. And, and it's in that exchange of trust and sharing of feelings, right, that, that a good relationship can, can evolve in our hope our hopes our hearts can open some more there you go (laughs) our hearts open a little bit more where we can then share more of us but the thing is is if if one of the two parties are not being fully honest and the 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 receiving party feels that yes or starts to recognize that they're not really being honest then the trust starts breaking down right which means then the heart starts closing Right. So from what I'm hearing from some of your retelling of like when you were in the community college. Yes. Some of those peoples that you were around and had relationship with. Yes. That um, they weren't really being fully honest, even though you were way out there with the heart wide open (laughs) and sharing everything you possibly can. Yeah. You know, which in turn probably made you some kind of a target because they didn't really earn it. Right. 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 Not not to say that everybody has to earn it, but but it should be, you know, kind of like that ping pong game. Like I'm serving it to you. You're serving it back. I'm hitting it to you. You're hitting it back, you know, and and it's kind of an equal measure. Right. Right. And and it's reading those signs and going along the way. And it helps build that trust so that our hearts can open up. Right. Right. I do like that you said something to me today. What I say <laughs> about your heart being wide open and how excited that you are that having a wide open heart did not necessarily mean it was just about relationships. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Why don't you say something more? Okay. So I guess for me, I was telling you the whole, because we we're discussing the podcast and you know how to promote it and stuff. And I was like, oh, we should do some social media stuff. So stay tuned guys. We're going to do that very soon. And I'll let you guys know. But I guess the reason why I brought that up is because now I'm kind of coming into this chapter of my life with my heart open and I realize it's kind of 
embracing the old but not getting tied down by it mm. so i guess for me you know some of the old patterns that i would have is either in relationships i would kind of like block myself off a lot and not tell people what i'm truly feeling mm-hmm. and that was the relationship standpoint and i think for me uh with our podcast uh you know i had a podcast before and i promoted it so much that i stopped enjoying it as much Mm. and i was scared i was like oh if i promote it i'm gonna hate it again um but i guess when i was telling you that i was kind of telling you the piece of like okay i'm gonna move forward i'm not gonna be tied down by that i realize i do want to promote this podcast but the end goal is going to be different than before because I have a fuller perspective and my heart is open to trying it again or trying it a different way or new. So that was kind of like my little spiel and journey with that. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I mean, on so many levels, really. <laughs> of course, thank of course. You. Yeah, but I like the story because having an open heart isn't just necessarily always about relationships, much to your point. Right. It's, it's about having an open heart for yourself to be open to possibilities, to be open to flow, flow of abundance. Right. Flow of love, flow of material things. Yeah. You know, I mean, yes, sometimes we've all been very programmed to think that, oh, to be a really good person, you have to be humble and poor. Like, yes. Who the frick said that? <laughs> I don't know who said because that. Because I'll tell you right now, Jesus Christ did not say that. We're quoting Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go look it up in Proverbs something. <laughs> you know, have an open heart and give. Yeah. Oh, but, for sure. But, yeah. you know, you don't need to be poor to give. Right. 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 So you don't need to be poor of heart. Yes. You don't need to be poor of stuff. Right. But how great is it to have this open heart? towards other things like not just like material things but other um joyful things things that bring you joy and excitement right because you kind of do like the social media stuff right i do you kind of love the thrill of certain activities around that yes because like you know at school i promote a podcast that i run with them so i promote it on different platforms so i already get paid to do this professionally so i'm like and i enjoy it so i'm like oh why not do it for this right so so because this brings you joy this opens your heart even more and then there's this beautiful ripple effect that just naturally happens and because you're having joy and your heart is open much like you said, it doesn't feel like work. Right, right. right? You're having fun. You're playing. I am having fun and playing. Yeah. So so if we can, you know, use that as like our measuring stick for where something is in our life, it can help us to um, to weed through what's not serving us anymore. Right. Or to flag us on, oh, this needs some attention. Right. 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 So look at how amazing... Ooh. An open heart could be for us in helping to tool us and to to help us along the road here. What do you think about that? <laughs> you're just looking at me because I'm smiling. <laughs> you know, it's great because that actually what you're saying helped me connect the dots a lot because I always was like, I can't go on social media because when I did it before, you know, I got depressed. But now that I'm doing it for something different that's not specifically promoting myself, I really enjoy it. And now I've been getting more opportunities to do so. And I guess now my heart's open enough to be like, you know what? I'll admit this. I actually really do like doing this. And I find a lot of joy doing that. So, well, and 
I think the difference too yes. is that the attachment piece, right? So when we have an open heart, there is no attachment. Right, right. That's a huge one. Right. So so from what was, there was a level of attachment. You're doing that thinking that, oh, I have to do this so that I can get this result. So you right, had an attachment right. to a, a particular result. Yes. And what we're doing here is we, using our open heart and our very loving open heart, is we're offering information to those who want to receive it right with the hopes that it's helpful to them yes and then of course as we say in our tagline all the time take what works for you leave the rest right right and and we're doing it for the joy the sole joy of that yes and so that puts a different there's no attachment to what that outcome can be because truly we love sharing the information we have the information we love having the conversation I like your company. You do? <laughs> oh do. my goodness. And and so that brings us joy. Right. Right. Not that I mean to speak for you, but I am speaking for you. <laughs> and you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> you're welcome, man. So so because that brings us joy, it brings a certain level of lightness. And again, there's no real attachment to an outcome. I like that. That does make a lot of sense because, right, kind of like what you were saying before, when I would do my personal one and be like, oh, I want to get this many likes or, oh, I'm doing my own personal podcast. I want to get this result or this amount of numbers. Ah, why isn't this working? This was working last week. And I'm more in my head instead of like having fun mm -hmm. and just being like, oh, I'm just putting this out there in hopes of kind of like if someone wants something funny to listen to, there you go. But yeah. right. So and, and I love what you said. I was in my head. Yes. It's hard to have an open heart when you're not <laughs> in your heart and when you're in your head. Yes. Right. So so to me, by being in your head, you're automatically closing the doors. You're starting to close the door to your heart. Right. Right. So then it's about dropping down into your heart and, you know, and checking in. I like that. Yeah. That is really nice. It is. It's something new I'm working on, but... You're doing a great job. Thank you. So are you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you hear him? I hear him saying it. Thank you. Yeah, Thank that's you. what they're saying. Thank you guys so much. But yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, sometimes I'll be like, wait, logistically, how would this work and that? And then I get too in my head and then I'm like, ah, then I get too overwhelmed to do anything. Right. And when you get in your head, have you discovered a tool to use to get out of your head? Um, oof. Wow, you're just putting me on the spot over here. I guess for me, I usually have to stop and pause because if everything's moving so fast, I can't think. So I usually stop, I pause, I take a deep breath, and I'm kind of like, what is it that I want to do right now? Mm -hmm. And is it serving me right now? Nice. You know, I always find it funny when I hear people say they take a deep breath. I'm like, yes, but do you exhale? Or yes, you I do. I actually do. <laughs> I just, I just inhale, inhale for like two minutes, and then don't pass out, guys. But yes, I inhale, I exhale, I take a ball, I, I take a pause, and I usually do something else so I could shift my energy somewhere else, so that way I'm not too like in my head with it. So say if I'm like trying to write a song and I'm like, oh, I need this. Why isn't this working? Why is it why? You know, I'm in my head. I'm like, let me take a breath. And exhale <laughs> and put it away and maybe go for a walk. Maybe I need to go for a walk or I need to eat or I need to just do something that's not related to that so I can have clearer thinking. Yeah. So so stopping, 
taking the, the breath and releasing the breath. Like I, I know I find that when breathing it in and blowing it out, right? So that to me, it's almost like telling your body, all right, reset time. We're resetting. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. And then consciously thinking about dropping down into my heart and saying, all right, is this resonating with, is this no longer resonating with me? What do I need to do? You know? Okay. Yeah. Cause then that's, what's helping me leave my head, drop into my heart. And I love that you go somewhere else. You, you actually leave the vicinity and where you have gotten stuck. So like where you've mentally gotten stuck, you've whatever physical vicinity that you were in, you actually leave it. Yes. I find it makes get, it easier. Yeah. And get a new scenery. Yes. Um, and, and that's a good way to, to begin. You know, and there's there's times sometimes we can't leave the right. actual physical locality. So <laughs> dropping in. But to start, like if this is your first time practicing this, you know, shifting from being all up in your head and dropping into your heart, doing just much like what Sherry said, stop, take a big deep breath and blow it out and then go for a walk. In I nature love that. or outside or go to a different room. Yeah. You know, do a different activity. And, and that's the first step for helping to transition from being all in your head and dropping down into your heart and right. becoming a little more centered. No, I realized that for myself because before sometimes I'd be in the same place, but then my brain's like, wait, we're in this room, so we should be doing this. Mm-hmm. We're in this area, like a guitar is out, we should still be doing this. So by just removing it and just being like, you know what, I'm just gonna sit in the living room or just take a walk or just not be where it is, my brain's like, okay it's not it's not here so i don't feel <laughs> as tempted to do it well you know sense. it's funny because they the psychologists say you know you shouldn't work in your bedroom where you yes. sleep yeah because then you'll when you're even when you're going to bed you're thinking oh crap i should be working right right, right. that's so, a big one so it's kind of along those same lines well thanks for bringing that topic of open heartness to us no problem, guys. Being able to wrap it all up into trust and open heart. <laughs> I love it. That's why I was giggling at the beginning. Yeah? Yeah, because I'm like, wait a minute, where are we going with this? And I was like, here we go. <laughs> Strap in, everybody. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you again, everyone, for joining us. Uh, we look forward to uh, our next conversation. Thank you for tuning in. Remember that you are bigger than anything that you're going through or anything that is happening around you.